Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Jason Klein of CrossFit Tackle Bunny, coming to you from Centennial, Colorado. Jason, what's going on, man? How are you today? I'm doing really well, doing really well. Thank you for having me on today. I'm excited to uh, uh, dig in deep uh, with you today and uh, talk about some fun and interesting things. Yeah, we're obviously we're here to explore the business, explore what it is that you do, how you do it, and why. Before we get into the strategies and the tactics of that, talk to us a little bit about how you got involved with this business. You didn't open this business. You just recently took over, but what, what went into that decision for you? Why this gym and why now? Um, so, you know, thank you, you know, for having me on. And, um, you know, the, the inspiration that went into uh, the purchase of this business was, was twofold. Um, first, I wanted to have a good spot to train my daughter um, she really enjoys uh, CrossFit Kids, and every program that we had ever started with um, either fizzled out or um, they just decided to stop doing. So it was, well, let's just pick up this and carry it ourselves. And then secondly, um, you know, having a background in, in developing and growing businesses, I thought it would be another great project to add um, to our portfolio as something um, that would pay us dividends um, in all aspects, you know, personally, professionally, and financially. So uh, I decided I was going to, you know, start something from ground up, but I, I took a pause and decided to have a, uh, a moment where why don't I just look online and see if there's one that's actually for sale? Because starting with a existing foundation um, has a larger margin than starting from scratch because of all the upfront costs that you'll have to start with. So I went on the Google machine and found one for sale, uh, started the process and um, did a lot of due diligence and closed on it in September and have been uh, developing and growing the culture there uh, ever since. Yeah. And, and so a little more than six months in, you've been in the ownership role. How has your experience as a gym owner been? How have things been? So at first it was, it was challenging. I, you know, we as humans, um, say we enjoy change, but then when change happens, um, uh, we put up the, uh, the stop signs real quick. And so I had, uh, um, a pretty large exodus at first, um, where people were just kind of like, well, I don't know about this guy and I don't know what's going to happen. So, um, it took a lot of proving to them, um, and earning yep. their trust, um, to turn this ship around and the, the ship was already not doing well coming off of COVID and, sure. um, which also kind of made it a advantageous position to be in an acquisition. Um, so 
I had to prove to them that, um, that I cared, um, and that, you know, Hey, you can follow me and I'm going to uh, lead you to where you want to go and actually to a better spot than, than you thought you had been before. And so really it's been the last 60 to uh, about 60 days. We have seen a massive uh, shift um, and former members and a lot who left are, have all come back, um, through okay. word of mouth. So reactivating uh, a lot of old memberships. Good. Yep. And so good. it's been great. And, and so, yeah. And, and Jason, I mean, obviously we don't have to do too much work in explaining what CrossFit is. Most people that listen to this podcast will understand CrossFit, but the beauty of the model is that there's so much autonomy and artistic license in how you operate your individual club. I assume the meat and potatoes of this is the group training nature, the class model of CrossFit. So to kind of wrap our heads around it and understand the scale of this, why don't you talk to us about some, some basic metrics? Tell us a little bit about the, the size of the location first and foremost, and then within that, how many people do we serve? Absolutely. So um, we're definitely uh, what I would classify as a micro gym. We are just under 2,500 square feet um, with, I'd say, 2,000 of it is open gym space and the rest um, locker rooms and restrooms. Um, We are just, we're at 51 members that we're serving right now. And um, the price point I left alone, we average about 130 a month per member. Um, and that was one thing that I intentionally left alone. Um, but that's on a, uh, a deliberate scale. So at, at the one year mark, we will uh, see a price increase and we're going to streamline sure. pricing. Um, I wanted yeah, to streamline. It fosters some goodwill to keep it where it is when you come in and people don't know you. I understand that. Uh, and so 130, we understand at some point down the line, we're going to have to bump that up. Correct. The cost of everything else that goes into it is going up. And so naturally, there's going to be a price shift coming. You mentioned the, the 51 people that we have. Do you have a target in mind? Hey, I think we can effectively serve... X amount of people? Is there a goal for your membership? Absolutely. Um, I want to continuously grow at at least 10 to 20% per month. And we've been hitting that each month um, since we've opened. Now that is becoming, that is a mix of lost and gained. Um, And now our lost is really tapering off and our gain is actually um, outperforming our loss. So, um, we've so seen net that positive where we are. Yep. Sure. Yep. Um, we are, we are breaking even right now, uh, which is nice. Um, so the investment is actually starting to, um, at least pay for itself. Um, like I said, I don't, I, you know, I didn't get into this to have the, the world's most expensive home gym. Um, I want to be able to put a product out there that um, serves the clients and also um, serves my family as well. So, um, you know, the number I'd say within this space um, is going to be around that 120 mark. And at that point, that will be 
12 to 13 per class at five classes a day, um, mm -hmm. you know, as, as a max for the facility that we're in. Okay. And anticipated bigger location at some point down the line. Absolutely. Um, what I call vision 2025 is, um, we're going to build our own facility, but it will be a mixed use facility, um, sure. with multiple different tenants in it. And so we're going to build, um, but we're going to okay. go ahead and start that process now, um, with, you know, you've got to speak it into existence, you know, it's, yeah. it's you've got to put yeah. the vision out there so you can tailor the goals, um, to meet that. And so, yeah. We're, we're going to grow. And, uh, you know, at that point, we'll serve uh, multiple different um, fitness aspects. Yep. And so reverse engineer that for us, right? We know we want to get to a bigger membership to be able to pay for the creation of your own building with XYZ amenities. The first step of that is getting more members, paying memberships, right? Correct. So Talk to us. I mean, you mentioned we're able to reactivate some old memberships. Mm -hmm. Good. Of course, referrals and word of mouth is, is going to be a sound strategy. But what are you guys doing proactively to get to that higher membership count that you mentioned? Sure. Um, I take an old school approach. Um, I, I go out and meet people uh, where they're at and shake hands, um, introduce them to me. I invite them in and say, hey, come sweat with us, you know, um, give our community a try, um, you know, and I, it's very organic. Um, I, I empower my members to bring people in. Um, they, they are my best uh, word of mouth and the best sales force I could ever ask for if I'm delivering a great product to them. So what we do is we do a community Saturdays where it's bring a friend on Saturday um, and, and get a great workout in. And that has been, that has been really great. Um, that has yep. really, um, the one thing I, I am very hard lined on is I'm not gonna sacrifice the culture and the vibe um, to grow too quickly. Um, that's our biggest strength is, sure. you know, the, the community and the culture. So I, I'm also big on, you have to do, if you call yourself a community, you better be doing things that communities do. So Joe, if you were to tell me that you were a ninja and I didn't see you in a, a black pajamas and throwing stars around, I'd be kind of questioning whether you were a ninja or not. So, Understood. yeah. Um, and so you guys are, you guys are focusing on the organic side of things, right? We mentioned the, the referral and word of mouth strategy. Yep. You, you mentioned that you didn't want to grow too quick. What's too quick in your mind? Is there, Hey, we think we can handle 10 new members a month, 20 new members. What's, what's too quick. I don't really think that there's a number on that you, I could really pinpoint what too quick would be, but um, any time I think I would lose focus on, on delivering that same product. So, um, you know, capping the class at 15 is kind of my fail safe to being able to grow too quick. Um, I, I feel as though and it sounds like some, some physical restrictions with the building as well. So that probably makes for a more natural service in the end. Absolutely. Um, the, the, the one thing is, is 
you know, if I can replicate the, the product, which is the class, um, I would rather add more classes than increase class size. I so, um, I think, so yeah, growing too quickly would, there's really kind of no number in what that would look like, but, um, we know we need to be at consistent growth. And so sure. my focus is on is maintaining that consistent growth. So if we're at, you know, um, you know, 50 to 51 members, you know, I want to be gaining four to six new members every single month. Um, okay. And so wanting to match quality with quantity just as much. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Cool. So four to six members a month, we rough math, 60 a year on that sort of pace. And, yep. and so a year from now, we'll be approaching that 120 member goal. Does that right. sound about right? It does. Okay. Cool. Walk me through the sales process, right? We get leads in from a number of places, mm -hmm. referral, word of mouth, walking off the street, social media, whatever it is. Once that lead reaches out, what's the process between that moment and them converting as a paid member? Who's handling that and what is it, what does it entail? Yeah, so um, that is, those will funnel through me. That um, is where I like to feel like I shine. Um, coaching is something I enjoy, um, but I have a head coach in place because I know she shines in that spot. So it's a kind of a tandem role. I get them in, I set them up and um, she cranks it into the fairway, just like in a golf, you know, I'm going to tee it up for, her and um, you know, be the hard sell of, Hey, here's the, the costs, what it's going to be. Um, here's the availability that we're, that we're open. Um, but I want you to take a class and I send it, send them right through uh, coach Annie and she is her own nuclear facility. Her energy level is great. And if you don't like Annie, then I'm, I'm going to question if you have a pulse, you know, um, she, she is, she is the crux of what it means to be a, um, a CrossFit coach. And so utilizing her talent and uh, my business acumen um, is how we run them through the process. And so if, you know, we, we get a lot of leads in online that they never even come through the door, you know, they're, they're, they're just kind of fishing, but if they come through the door, it's 90%, they end up becoming a member. Um, there's just yeah. something infectious about our, our energy and our vibe here. And a lot okay. of people just love the name. They just love the bunny. They think the bunny's great. Uh, they think it's hilarious and they always want to know more. Why, you know, what, what does this even mean? And so we, yeah. we have, always have a real fun conversation when it comes to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we talk about customer acquisition, right, it's, it's a multitude of things within a business, mm -hmm. but it breaks down to, of course, lead generation, of course, a sales process, but in between is this kind of unacknowledged step for the most part. And it's the lead nurture, right? What are mm -hmm. we doing to actually get them through the doors? You mentioned once they're in the building, we're closing at a pretty good clip potential weak link in the chain is getting them in in the first place, right? You mentioned potentially fishing, but we're, we're missing out on 
opportunities because people just aren't coming into the facility. Am I understanding that correctly? Um, I would say that that is, is pretty close. You know, um, there is, seems to be kind of a disconnect of um, either the clarity of what I'm saying to them to get them in the door or where they're at in their fitness journey. Um, Aha. Okay. And yeah, I mean, we, we talk about the, the marketing, right? Marketing is any number of things in the first place, but good marketing should repel just as many people as it does bring in. It should turn people away that don't belong and wouldn't find value in the surface just as much as it does bring in people who do belong. And so Absolutely. somewhere along the way, potentially mixed messages. I understand now that makes a lot more sense. And so Jason, take us to the next step, right? We talked about how we're getting leads. We talked about how we're converting them into members. Once they're members, what else is available? A lot of CrossFit boxes find success in offering additional services beyond just the basic membership. Do you guys layer on any kind of add-on services? We, we do. Um, so a couple of things, you know, the new member is either a, a experienced CrossFitter that is looking for a new home. They've either moved or something has happened at the, the, the gym that they're at and they're looking to um, find a new home or there's someone who has not um, done this whatsoever. And, you know, we have personal training uh, services, but our personal training runs a little different than most. Our personal training is a funnel to get them to group classes. So it isn't something that we want to keep them long-term. Or the other way around then. Correct. Like an onboarding. Yeah, it's and it's and so we call it personal training so that we can get them comfortable with the 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 terminologies, the movements, um, because the magic happens in the group, in the community. Um, we can all move. Plus, um, you know, me personally, I'm not a um, I'm not very good at being a solo cheerleader. Um, I, you know, I, I can't continue to, to get people to, to do the things because I've always noticed the magic happening when we're inside of a group. Um, so what we offer our, you know, we'll do a small, you know, five session or maximum 10 session. And if it's something, you know, at that point, at the end of those sessions, they'll, they'll realize whether or not this is for them or it's not for them. And that's okay because we need to know that as well, too. Um, the last mm -hmm. thing we want is someone in there that doesn't want to be there. Um, that doesn't, that, that doesn't fill anybody's bucket. And, you know, and we also do um, month to month contracts because we feel as though we need to continuously serve them. Um, and what have you done for me lately needs to be top of mind. You know, I want them to be feeling value every single month so that is something they look forward to and it's not like oh i signed this commitment and this isn't where i want to be because once again yeah. I'll, I'll go back to the the community is the most important part um yeah. of it the other we talk about accountability <laughs> we talk about accountability all the time and having that contract in place doesn't really fill that void at all not having the contract in place keeps us accountable to delivering the product that we say that we're going to Absolutely. put out there month over month. And the people that are there, 
are really bought in because they choose every month to continue to be there. Yep. Right? That's exactly it. And that, and that's what I, I, I never wanted to get comfortable, um, getting comfortable in anything ends up, you end up missing things. And I have found that if I've got my eye on the ball, um, it's, uh, I'm going to do a lot better than if I'm, if I'm looking at other things because I've gotten comfortable with it. You know, the added on services that we do, we have nutrition coaching. Um, those are something that kind of fall hand in hand, uh, with training because you can never out train a bad diet. Um, we have, we are partnered with a home food delivery of grass fed beef, um, sustainable, um, and, um, uh, very, like very humane raised chicken. Actually here in Denver, it's, uh, Vaughn Miller's, uh, company, which is green pastures. And yeah. And we, uh, we do that as a, um, a service to the members. It isn't something that I make any extra margin on. It's a pass through for me as just an additive, um, ex- with chiropractic it's a value it's- add. It's, it's, when it's I'm, not necessarily what, a bolt-on revenue boost to the business, but the members get value out of it. It's a convenience. That's it. That's it. Um, same with our, you know, we partnered with a, a company called Physio Room, and Physio Room is chiropractic, massage, physical therapy, and I could make money off of every single visit, but I choose to pass that through to the members as a way of, hey, I know you're going to get bumps and bruises. I know you're going to have strains and sores. So let's help you get better without it being a financial constraint. And that's going to add to the membership experience. And so at the end of the day, I'm singularly focused on that membership experience so that all these things where when somebody's shopping in their head, you know, it's like, oh, well, this gym's cheaper, but it doesn't have all these other things that come with it. Yep. And that, that really caps off our discussion. I mean, we talked about lead gen, we talked about the sales process, we talked about ascension and that's the the retention piece. How much can we deliver on value? And if that value is greater than the amount that they're paying every month, they're going to stay, right? If we have mm-hmm. new members coming in every single month, but just as many are walking out the back door and leaving and going somewhere else, we're just a hamster wheel of a business. We need to make sure all of these holes in our bucket are addressed so that we can eventually grow and get to the goals that you say that you're talking about. Do you know what I mean? I, uh, 100%. And that's, that's the way I look at it as well. And we're all chasing our own internal goals. And sometimes we don't know what that is. Um, but you need to be able to be at a place that it's safe to do that at. And, um, you know, you need to have a toolbox that is, um, accessible to you so that, you know, when you do hit a plateau or something else like that, there's something there that can help you along the way so that if you do look back and it isn't for you, you can't say it wasn't because there wasn't enough resources there. It's a personal choice at that moment. Um, And that's really what, what um, tackle bunny stands for. It's a tackle bunny is the actual action it takes to pursue your goals. Cause just when you think you got it, it moves just when you think you got it, it moves again. But as you do that, you realize 
this journey is the best part and the chase yep. is the best part. So that's a tackle bunny. Um, yeah, Jason, that's probably a good place for us to start to wrap this whole thing up. I think that's a, a full 360 degree view of the business. Before we get out of here, though, I want to give you a chance to shout out either a website or some social media or somewhere where people could go to find out a little bit more about this. What are those things? Where can they they find these find more about the business? Sure, you can always go to our website, um, which is www.crossfittacklebunny.com. Um, our Instagram is at cftklbny, um, and everything is on there. We, it gives you a glimpse into our community. Uh, we have a full apparel line. Everybody loves rocking the bunny, and it's it gives you a glimpse into what we're all about. Um, but you know, stepping through the doors really gives you um, a sense of this is something special. Yeah, Jason, that's that's perfect. And and man, this has been a bunch of fun. I always appreciate the opportunity to dig through owners mindsets and, and see what they focus on to to operate a little bit more efficiently and to grow moving forward. And so, man, I, I thank you for your time. I'm excited to see what this business will look like a year from now, two years from now. And so we'll have to check in with you again down the road. How's this? I look forward to it. I appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, thank you for doing what you're doing. Um, it is a resource to owners, operators, and people looking at the space. So, you know, don't discount the hard work you guys are putting in. This is for great. Sure. Sir, thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Thank you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to fitness pros about fitness business. They're in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, manager of Unbroken CrossFit in Centennial, Colorado. Eli, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Dom. I appreciate it, man. How are you doing? I am doing great. Excited. Um, being a CrossFit guy myself, a little biased, maybe a little more excitement for me. Let's hop into it. Tell us what Unbroken is all about. Yeah, so we're a small CrossFit gym in the heart of Centennial. Uh, so we offer group classes. Um, the main gist is most people just want to be able to go hiking, go on a bike ride, or uh, enjoy the time with family without aches and pains, or just feel a little more strong, competent, or sturdy while doing those activities. So a lot of what we do in CrossFit is just making sure people are ready for basically any movement that they might find outdoor or uh, during their work life. So we take our functional training, we throw in a little bit of intensity, and then we give you a little bit of variance of movement. So we know we're hitting just about every 
uh, position or movement category that we can. Variability tends to give people a lot of um, resilience, as I like to put it. So the way I like to say is we're just making people a little more resilient and giving them a lot of entertaining activities that they get to chase along the way. Awesome, man. And for the most part, uh, your, your flavor, your fulfillment of CrossFit is mostly oriented towards a general population audience, more towards the, the fitness training side of it than the competitive side. Yeah, so we have a couple competitors. We actually have a 15-year-old uh, Tobin O'Neill. He took 76th in the Open between boys 15 and 16. So pretty damn well. Uh, maybe it was 14, 15. But anyways, he'll, he'll be going on to quarterfinals. Uh, but yeah, we're all big support of him. But most of our population is probably um, 32 plus. And then we have a couple individuals that are 60 plus. Uh, still moving really well in class and still essentially doing all the same movements that any of our younger clients are doing. Uh, we just make sure all modifications are appropriate, intensity levels appropriate, that sort of thing. So yeah, our general uh, general population is our primary target. Awesome. Awesome. So give us a little bit of background. Uh, I know that Unbroken has been open since 2017. Uh, pandemic happened. Most people are aware of that kind of worldwide thing. Uh, ownership changed in 2021. Um, and then, you know, a few months after that, you came on. But your backstory, you were involved in fitness in a couple of different ways uh, as a family business and then as a trainer in a big box. So mm -hmm. give us the, you know, the, the, sh the long story short version. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, the cliff notes of how you ended up here. Um, and, and how Unbroken became home. Yeah. Um, so I graduated high school in 2013. My dad and brother opened a CrossFit gym, Streamline CrossFit in 2015. I was first coach. Um, and then throughout that time, my brother was manager. Dad would kind of help out with the business side of things. Uh, he had also managed a lifetime fitness for multiple years. Uh, so pretty helpful on that side of thing. Heck yeah. Um, so yeah, brother was the head coach and manager, and then I took care of, uh, basically half the hours coaching. So it was just us two for like the first two to three years. Um, and then I also covered a lot of the onboarding. So I'm sure, as you know, first time you do anything is outstanding. So first couple consultations, um, we actually had a very lovely couple, uh, Carrie and Brock, uh, they were super, super sweet, super nice. Um, and my first time giving a consultation. So anyways, I probably talked the year off, but a couple hundred of those later, and I felt pretty confident with how I managed those, tracked them, was able to reiterate uh, goals or tracking to individuals, help out with the retention side of things. So let's say close to five years later, my girlfriend and I moved up to Colorado for a work exchange program on an alpaca farm. Um, interesting experience. And we just wanted to get away from Texas to kind of see if that was still the thing we wanted, or just to see if there's other opportunities or options in life that we may be more interested in. Um, so we found out that I did miss the gym. Um, we ended up doing another work exchange uh, in Northern Colorado. And then we found ourselves in Denver with my cousin. So I went back to training at a lifetime fitness as a personal trainer. My girlfriend went back to being a nanny. Um, so kind of back to our old suit, but now in Colorado instead of Texas, and I'll say Lifetime was certainly an interesting scenario compared to the standard CrossFit gym, especially since me and my brother were the first two coaches, everybody knew, uh, kind of had a respect for our knowledge or just our assistance and everything. And then going into Lifetime and just kind of like 
feel like everyone's giving you a subtle middle finger when you're trying to advertise as they walk past you on the stairs. And I don't blame them. I don't want to be bugged if I'm going into a Globo gym, but um, it definitely taught me a couple different skills as far as how to build clientele, market myself more effectively. Um, again, those consultations got much more apparent and how to uh, make sure those were on point and as precise and useful as I could get them to be. Um, and it really helped out with just my general one-on-one -on -one training. So it became blatantly obvious if I couldn't make a change or help somebody within one hour, I certainly couldn't do a whole lot for a group environment in one hour. So I'll say it definitely sharpened my tools, um, but also made it very apparent that I missed the general community of CrossFit. So come quarantine, I was still at Lifetime. Uh, quarantine hit, gyms were closed. I ended up leaving Lifetime. Uh, started a YouTube channel, started streaming on Twitch, covering some video games, things of that nature over quarantine. So that was about a year length. I uh, was able to monetize both channels, so I was pretty happy about that. So I made some money over quarantine, and that was neat. Um, and again, offered another skill set that was pretty directly related to coaching, being able to entertain an audience for a duration of time, uh, and also build a community. So when I was starting the YouTube or the Twitch channel, it wasn't just my FaceTime there, but it was connecting with people in the Discord after uh, setting up times for the whole community to play the game together, things of that nature. So it really did have a lot of carryover to the CrossFit side of things, just clearly kind of different realms that people were engaging in that content with. So um, YouTube channel is still up and active and then found myself uh, August 2021 looking for gyms in the area. Uh, message just about every CrossFit gym in the area and up, uh, really enjoying um, Unbroken, which was also a bike ride away. So that was pretty convenient. Uh, I got talking with the owner and the current manager there, and he just didn't have time to continue managing the gym. So essentially, that's where I filled in come August. And uh, yeah, the rest is history since that. And I'd love to touch a little more on what we've been doing. Yeah, absolutely. So been been quite a journey, but I guess... Uh... As we talked about off the air, I feel like once uh, running a CrossFit gym is in your blood, it kind of stays in it for a while. Not to say that you can't do other things, but it's uh, it has a certain magnetism. The community, the you know the the whole culture of it draws you in for presumably more than just the workouts, and that's kind of one of the beauties of it as a business model. So you're back in the fold. Um, your current owner took over in in February. Um, it only took about six months for you to um, end up being the right person, the right fit. Um, and she is, um, she's basically give, given you the reins of the gym, right? She's, she's entrusted you to run it. She's got another business um, that she runs, but it was, she was a member of the community, wanted to make sure that it, it, it came out the other side of COVID. So here she She's, she's taken this thing and embraced the community, kept it going, and gave you the keys to the castle. So um, a, lot of, a lot of owners dream and, and hope to have a manager or general manager that can be bought in and, and then they could trust. So where do you fit into that fold? Um, what do you feel like? I mean, you had your previous experience, so you brought that to the table. Mm -hmm. Adaptation. So since you've taken over, what kind of things have you put into place and and, uh, you know, how have you contributed to this uh, growth and revitalization of Unbroken? Yeah. Um, 
So I, I made it pretty clear this would have been my first management opportunity, um, but that I did see behind the curtain back for five years or so at Streamline. Um, and dad has also been a help. So it hasn't just been like solo me. I've definitely kept him on my uh, shoulder, helping out with metrics that matter. And uh, just, we always kind of bounce ideas off one another from time to time. So he's been super useful uh, and helpful throughout this journey. Um, there's definitely some things that became very apparent that I thought mattered up front and just really had to kind of wiggle around and see what was the good fit. And my biggest concern up front was making sure that I could get one thing done and do it right and do it really well. Um, once I had that thing down, I knew I could move to the next step. And I just kind of wanted to treat it similar to my training model, which I feel I've built to a very high uh, effective and efficient uh, capacity. So I just wanted to start back over with my business model and essentially try and treat it with my uh, similar growth in mind that I did for training. Um, so in that regard, first thing I wanted to cover was just making sure that retention was there. So uh, post quarantine, uh, yeah, we'd lost like a little over half the members um, and they had also gone through several manager changes. And then like, here's Eli, a uh, 27 year old who's first time managing. So first thing I wanted to do was making sure that uh, I was able to elaborate and build some trust in the community and share my training background and that they knew that I was going to be an appropriate trainer, as well as enthusiastic and excited to help them chase their goals, whatever that may be. So consultations were number one. Um, up to that dot, nobody at the gym had gone through a consultation or any general onboarding process, whether that be like current body weight, uh, resting heart rate or anything of that nature. Um, so what I did is put together a nice Excel sheet that I had from lifetime and just gave everybody 30 plus minutes. Sometimes I chatted for upwards of like 90 minutes with anybody, um, got into Calendly and set just a nice schedule. So I was essentially coaching half the classes and then the rest of the week, I just had available hours for people to slide in for free consultations. So once I got somewhere around 30 some odd people, I was feeling pretty confident. I knew a lot of the community. I knew what they were looking for. I built some trust, camaraderie, and then not to mention also coaching 18 to 22 hours a week. Um, and then on that note, we started adding in uh, personal training and movement, movement assessments. So one of my backgrounds is PRI, Postural Restoration Institute. So we just threw out a massage table, check some joint, joint range of motion, and then we work on building a warm-up routine that is making notable changes on the tabletop measurements. So then that just gave people another outlet that if they got aches and pains, they know they can come to me uh, as, again, sign of trust and just and kind of get it all done at the uh, CrossFit gym. They don't just sell black trucks, but they also got blue vans and green cars or what have you. Um, so that was the other side. So we set up consultations, uh, wanted to make sure retention was going to be like solid. And then the other side of it was I wanted to step up um, and make sure we were offering, offering a variety of options for anybody. So CrossFit can be a pretty particular niche. Um, and I absolutely love the CrossFit community and that definitely does have a large community, but there's also a lot of idle hours in the day when your CrossFit classes are not taking place. So I wanted to find an opportunity to try and fill some of those and then just be able to provide some different outlets. Um, so as far as people leaving the gym, one of the number one things is either injury or just feeling burnt out of CrossFit. Um, and some people like I just see get to like a decent RX level and then they just get down on themselves whenever they aren't able to hit that RX or they always feel like they need to freaking suffer because they can do this workout today. 
Um, and so just trying to keep people in a little more manageable expectations. I find some people just, uh, they end up feeling overwhelmed by thinking they need to always RX or always be like the first in class, things like that. So the consultations, again, help touch on what their goals are and what the actual uh, potential route for getting there is, best practices sort of things. So always try and provide people, what are you looking for outcome-wise? Here's the best route. Nothing's black and white, but we'll keep it gray and see if we can keep it entertained and make sure we're addressing your goals at the same time. Uh, so back to the question, consultations are definitely number one as far as what I wanted to implement um, and then offering a variety. So that came through the personal training, uh, of course, CrossFit classes. We had the movement assessments. Uh, we started offering or they had kids class on Saturday, but that's grown. I'll talk about that here shortly. Um, and then we started offering a bodybuilding program. So if somebody wanted to come in and do something not on the board today for CrossFit, uh, let's say it was like mile run or double unders and they got a messed up Achilles or whatever um they have something else they can do uh, i got two guys that definitely loved coming in and just having the arm day sort of thing uh, and then we threw some core on the side so if they wanted to hang out 15 minutes after class there was still something on the side that they could get in uh, and know was useful towards a certain program design or something of that nature so consultations for retention we started offering a little more variety of products or services in that regard and then my next step was just making sure that we had an appropriate funnel. So once I took care of the gym and made sure that people were going to stick around, uh, they had plenty of content to utilize at the gym, uh, we wanted to get the funnel on point. So we're working with a Instagram team that's helping us out with just general posts, um, whether that be client showcase, um, general marketing for the gym, trying to lead people to consults, websites, that sort of thing, or just you know touching on what's happening, announcements, that sort of stuff. Uh, so we're working with them. We've definitely been sharpening things up and seeing what works and what doesn't over the past couple months. And that's been useful. Um, and then optimizing the website. So when I got in, it was kind of in disarray. Like the email button went to like a coach that was no longer there. The Facebook button just took you to Facebook and actually take you to our Facebook page. Um, contact was hard. There was no way to actually sign up for a membership. There was no way to sign up for a free week. There was no way to really get in contact except for like, name, last name, phone number, what's your message kind of thing, which ended up at the email. So optimizing that was uh, entertaining. So I got to learn how, um, what is it? Uh, Squarespace, <laughs> basically learned that from scratch. So again, useful. Um, and we got the website to a much better spot. So it's basically impossible not to figure out how to sign up for a free week and basically impossible not to see where to sign up for a free consult with me, which again, gives them just a calendar to plug their time in and I'll meet them at the gym for it. Uh, we also got all of our memberships set up so they can sign up through the website, which could you imagine if that was like useful? Uh, so that, that was actually noticeable. It got some people in that weren't necessarily interested in coming in person, but they signed up through the free week and then we were able to kind of convert them over. Um, so to the um, consultations, we've had a hundred percent conversion rate since I got here in August. So anybody that has sat down with me for a cons uh, consult has signed up for a membership. Our trials or our free week, anybody that has just come in and tried out the gym but didn't sign up for a, con a consult has probably been closer to about 70 to 80%. So still really damn good. I was really happy with that. Um, and then as far as retention, anybody that has sat for a consult with me, I think we've kept about 80 plus percent. And the only those that have left was due to injury or income at the moment. So I think and we're in a good spot there as well. 
Um, so yeah, back to the original question. Consults are number one, make sure we had retention, uh, building variety packs so people had plenty of content to enjoy or utilize at the gym. Um, number three was getting our marketing website on point. So we had a particular funnel to try and lead people to the consults, which clearly are our number one conversion rate. So that's kind of big, the big stuff leading up to the new year. And then at the new year, we also had some changes and some new things that I've been focusing on. Well, man, you have made a lot of, uh, impact. It sounds like <laughs> in, what are we eight, eight months in seven months in and, uh, it's, uh, it's quite, there's been quite a lot of things there, probably more yeah. than we're going to be able to go over in the time we have here, but yeah. <laughs> we'll try to dive in and, and hit some more of it. So I do want a little bit of a before and after. So before you installed this consultation process, did people just come in, they talked to a coach and they're like, Hey, you know, you can sign up for three times a week or unlimited. These are the prices. Do you want to sign up? Was it just as simple as that basically? And then people just signed up and rolled into classes like what yes. was the, what was the previous thing so i'm not too familiar with the interwork scenes of before i got there but as far as i was aware um the only intake form was a notepad by the desk um and yeah if somebody came in tried out a free week whoever was coaching at the time would just try and get their uh, first last name phone number email and then manager at the time would follow up with them um if they wanted to sign up for membership and so you've, you installed this program, went through some iterations, clearly have found a measure of success with it. Mm -hmm. uh, can you give us a little bit of insight? Maybe you don't have to give us all your tricks, but what does it consist of? Are you going over uh, just goals? Are you visiting, you know, past experiences, you know, because the, I think retention starts at the point of sale or point of consultation. Mm -hmm. Fulfillment has to be on point. There has to be a lot of other things that happen, but setting the expectations with a good consult, I think, set the stage for longer fulfillment. So uh, Absolutely. What, is, what does that look like? What are the key points that you have to hit in your consultations? Yeah. Um, so I give them a very easy and obvious way to schedule with me. So one, it's on the website. Two, if you sign up for a free week, um, it'll send you an email and it's like, I'm attacking you trying to get you into that consult. So that's my one goal for any lead that comes in. Like I'm getting you into that. Consult. Uh -huh. Um, so then we sit down for the consult, um, just try and make sure they're comfortable, setting them up in a good environment, matching body language, just kind of general stuff. You'll end up learning one-on-ones or consult kind of stuff that kind of becomes second nature, but the biggest thing to get across is just trying to understand a little bit more about them. Um, and one of the best like, uh, how do I put this, uh, managers or mentors I've ever had, Nate Billings, he was at Lifetime. And like, I've never had someone so competent when talking to somebody else in a general consultation format. Like, it was amazing. And then he'd touch on some of the things, like try and get your client to say no to something. And you're like, what? What? Just get them to say no. I was like, all right. And he's like, yeah, because if they feel comfortable saying no to something, it makes them feel like they do have control over the scenario and they're going to be a lot more comfortable trying to do X. And then you go and sit down for a consult and you find yourself thinking, how do I get this person to say no to something? <laughs> and it's, it's really weird, but it's really cool how he kind of touches on and makes people feel just a little more at ease or carefree. Uh, like we are here to genuinely recommend or help you in whatever capacity we feel is appropriate from us. So to touch on the actual consult, 
Um, essentially, when we sit down, I just kind of let them take the reins. So if anything, I'll ask like, so yeah, just tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, and that's just like the best thing, because the second I can get them to go on any sort of tangent, I already know I've kind of built some sort of like, okay, they feel comfortable enough to talk and talk kind of continuously, more or less about whatever. And we're in a gym setting, so they're automatically going to steer it towards kind of like their past experiences, their current aches or pains, whatever sports or whatever they're doing right now. Uh, so once I get a general gist about them, I'll just be talking, trying to associate, and of course, reflective listening. So uh, whatever they're kind of iterating to me, I'm making sure I'm trying to reply with a return response that they can either say, yeah, that's essentially what I was saying, or no, not quite. It was more like this. And again, that kind of gives them a sense of they feel like they're in control. Um, so once I get over the kind of like the abstract, tell me about yourself thing, I'll usually cut to, okay, cool. So now I'm just going to get some basic metrics about yourselves. And this kind of turns their guard off because I can just ask them, how many hours of sleep are you getting? How old are you? How tall are you? Um, how much water do you drink per day? How many steps do you get on average? Uh, things of that nature. How, how much do you weigh right now? Um, and I'm not going to pry too deep. Um, and if like they don't know resting heart rate, like I'm not going to be like, yeah, go find that out. It's really important. Uh, just whatever they got off their mind, more or less, it's honestly just for dropping their guard for a second to give me blunt and easy numbers that come to mind. So now we've established they're comfortable telling me who they are. They're comfortable kind of telling me what their metrics are, more or less. Then I just dive into a little more about them. So my first question is, uh, Dom, how do you like to be active? I know you're telling me a little bit like you're Coloradian, you've been running marathons. Uh, do you and the wife go hiking, things like that? Um, and one of the biggest things is me not trying to follow up questions. So it should be an 80-20, not at all like what's happening right now. So <laughs> you would be me in this scenario. Right. Uh, but yeah, I want them talking 80% of the time. Uh, the less I can talk, the better. And the moment there's that awkward moment where there's nothing like, I just got to do my best to keep my mouth shut because they will fill that and they will probably fill that with something valuable. So when I ask, how do you like to be active? I usually just zip my mouth and like fill in the blank for me. So we'll talk a little bit about that. The next follow up is what obstacles do you feel you're facing as far as the activities you enjoy or your potential goals? Zip it, let them come to mind what obstacles they feel. Um, and that could be things like time, motivation, community support, uh, knowledge, intimidation. And if they're really struggling to come up with something, maybe I'll throw a couple of those terms out there just to see if it really correlates or kind of jives with them in any sense. Once we've touched on obstacles we feel they're facing, I'll ask what are your concerns about coming into training? Um, so a couple individuals coming from like a running background are worried about getting hurt under weights, or maybe they just don't have any concerns. They're like, nah, dude, I'm good. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm like, great, we can move past that. Just want to make sure I've addressed anything that you may be anxious or concerned about. Um, and then meat and potatoes. What are your goals? What are you here for? Uh, so I'll try and get anything out of them. So if it's abstract, so quantifiable or not, um, just whatever I can get out of them as far as what's worth addressing here in the gym environment. Uh, so I'll usually get something that's abstract, like I want to be able to go hiking with the kids and have more energy. And then if I don't get an actual number, sometimes I'll just pry for like, well, you said you were a lifter in the past or a runner in the past. Is there any like actual metric you care to get back or just see? And then that'll usually spike like, eh, yeah, that'd be cool if I get my mile under seven minutes or something like that again. So at least I get something that 
come two to three months down the road, I can reshow like, hey, we're meeting that goal or trending towards it. And I'm sure as a CrossFit coach in your background, you know, that kind of 90 day retention rate is like a really good spot. Once we pass that line, we're, we're pretty well off for the remainder of their time with us. Um, and then after I ask about their goals, I'll generally follow up with, so as one of your coaches or any of the coaches here, how do you think we can help? So I think the coach-client relationship is a very important establishment and something that isn't necessarily like established a lot. Um, so not to be arrogant, but like I don't let anybody just coach me. Like nobody just gets to say their opinion about my body or how I move, um, especially if I'm Ron Swanson in Home Depot and the worker walks up and says, can I help you with something? <laughs> Like I know more than you leave. So not to be arrogant of my own self, but I do think it's very valuable and important that you make sure that your client is willing to accept you as a coach um, in whatever capacity that may be. So I got to make sure I address the question, how do you think I can help? So if they only care for my like uh, motivation, then uh, yes, I'm always going to help out with whatever knowledge and intent I have behind, but maybe my way of addressing that in class is going to be a little different per person, depending on how they think I can help them reach their goals. I already know they came to the gym, they came to see me, they are looking to make some fitness, whether that be structural or functional changes in their body. Um, I just need to know what perspective they have on that so I can meet them where they're at. And then I know how to slowly approach whatever else I feel they need to be meeting their goals most effectively or appropriately. And then I finish off with just another couple metrics that make it really easy. So, of course, all the questions I ask, I'm, again, trying to be reflective with my responses, uh, reiterating what I feel they've told me so they can give me a yes, no, kind of, or iterate more. And then lastly, we'll finish with, on a scale of 1 to 10, 7 is the couch or any other thing you would rather do. Uh, level of commitment to reaching your goals. And I tell them seven's the couch. So if it's eight, you're in here. If it's seven or lower, you'd rather be on the couch. And I tell them no judgment here. Like, hey, if you're four, like, that's fine, man. I just need to know where you're at so that I'm not uh, all of a sudden a drill instructor for you or a cheerleader when I don't need to be or you don't necessarily want me to be. I'll follow up, same question, nutrition, uh, current nutrition habits compared to all-time best, current lifestyle habits compared to all-time best, current fitness level compared to all-time best. So one out of 10, seven's the other thing. And then lastly, any additional resources you feel myself as a coach or the gym could offer. Um, and this is more of me planning for future stuff. So yeah, this may help the person individually, but if I get enough responses that say, I would love if a nutrition coach was on the team, then that's definitely something that's gonna be a little more prominent in my mind as I see more and more consultations that are saying additional resources a uh, nutrition coach would be useful or whatever that may be. So that's the general onboarding form. Um, sometimes I get them done in 30 minutes. Sometimes I take an hour and a half, depends on the person, how much we kind of yabber on. So, uh, but that's the gist. All right. So very, very well thought out, very structured. What is your class or PT to class? What is the onboarding into actually working out look like? Do you require personal training? If so, how much? Is it a test out? Do you have beginner classes? Do you just have your coaches recognize who's new? How do you get people integrated into your classes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so consultation usually leads with a free week or is preceded by a free week. Um, so happy to have you for five days, Friday to Friday or whatever that may be. Um, and I'm very trusting of our coaches. I feel we're all very competent, know how to be appropriate. So depending on someone's movement limitations or needs in class, I trust that they could take a newbie or they could take an experienced CrossFitter. 
we do offer a fundamentals program. The coaches will try and genuinely recommend that to anybody they genuinely feel it would be useful for. Um, so I got a guy in right now who honestly, like, I could have let him go in class and I would have been fine with it, but he wanted to take fundamentals to reassure himself and I'm all for it. So I absolutely love that. So we had our consult uh, today. We actually just finished up his third personal training day and then we have one more. So fundamentals is a consult for PT days as I uh, dictate them. So day one will be squatting. Day two would be pressing. Day three would be deadlifting cleans. Day four would be snatch overhead squat stuff. So it gives me four days to touch on. Uh, we'll cover mobility. We'll get warmed up will uh, practice the movement and then we'll execute a workout. So it basically gets them into the gist of how a class will play out. Um, and then again, we just really focus on whatever the core movements for that day is. So they feel really confident and comfortable with those movements. If I were to let them to their own devices to build up. Um, so fundamentals also includes a month of unlimited access. So throughout the month, they're coming to classes and then they're also scheduling their PT with me along the way. Um, I've also had another individual that isn't necessarily coming to or comfortable coming to class until they finish the fundamentals. I said, that's a-okay. Um, we'll get the PTN and then we can start your month after that, whatever that may be. So that's kind of the option. Um, I want people to feel like they can come in for the free week. And again, I trust my coaches to be appropriate with modifications and meeting the client needs. Awesome, man. That's uh you're, you're probably fighting 90% of the battle towards good results and client longevity on the upfront. So uh, there's a million other things that I have on my list that I want to cover, but time is not in our favor here. So I'm going to leave it up to you here. Yep. Uh, with the time that we have left, what, what else are you most proud of? What else do you feel like is, um, you know, a big contribution or unique thing that you have going on there that, that you think would be useful for our audience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so speaking of somebody is like, this is my first management opportunity. Um, some of the things that became really just announced as far as what's going to be the biggest move in the needle or biggest return on investment, the consultations, I know I keep saying that, but honestly, that's the biggest thing. And the biggest thing I see lacking in CrossFit gyms, just about anywhere I go. I've been to some great places where the coaches are really prominent about following up with members like, Hey, we had you for the free week. We'd love to have you back. Things like that. Um, but when it comes to marketing, like what's available, how do I trust it? How do I buy it? And if we're missing this, how do I trust it piece? Then it's really hard to get that conversion from your lead. So consultations, number one, absolutely. And then number two is just honestly like um, announcements, like class announcements, uh, monthly newsletters. Like, so I started that in August too. I forgot to mention that was one of the things coming in, um, making sure people are aware what's available. People know that we have a 24 seven gym. They know bodybuilding's available, yada, yada. So, uh, just making sure everyone was aware announcements being about two to three months ahead of time before events made a big impact as far as how many people were actually going to show up to events. So it's, I mean, from like the person's perspective, it's kind of annoying to feel like you have to invite somebody to your party three months in advance and continuously invite them to your party three months in advance up to date. Uh, but that's basically what we got to do. I mean, they're not necessarily excited about coming to our birthday party. We got to set the excitement and make sure like, hey, this is happening Saturday at nine, like it's going down, be here and tell them constantly. So consultations, it's been great to know the community, get to know them well, they get to know me. Um, build some solid retention, and then just making sure you're talking and uh, making very clear what's available to your community. 
Yeah. Uh, as far as your announcements go, um, you said you have a newsletter. Mm -hmm. Are you doing anything else? Are you leveraging a Facebook group, Telegram group, um, any type of text messaging platform, anything like that? Or is it strictly done through the newsletter? So we uh, basically all announce announcements and any like package deals or events coming up, we'll definitely do through the newsletter. Um, and then we'll also simultaneously post on the Instagram as well as our Facebook group. And then I'll usually like for spring break, I had a banner on the website that said, hey, spring break training now in effect. Or at the new year, for instance, fundamentals was $100 off up until February something. So uh, things like that. And again, just trying to post on the Instagram as well as the Facebook page. Hmm. And you said you do have an, a member a Facebook group too for your members. Uh huh. Yeah, that's that's one of those things that um, you know gym owners, gym managers, stuff like that. We're almost all in several Facebook groups, and there are still a lot of gyms that don't use them. Mm -hmm. And I'm not exactly sure why, because people really like to be part of their gym group. It's community and community. It gives you, you know your core audience, like you make a Facebook post, you know, 10% or less of people that like your page might see it. But if it's in the group and, you know, you pin it, you make an announcement, mm -hmm. you know, more people are going to see it. And that that's like grossly underutilized, I think. Yeah. Like I we got a paint and sip thing coming up on May 6th. So one of our coaches also is a teacher at the little wine and paint a canvas instruction thing. So she's just bringing that into the gym and yeah, we're doing tons of marketing at the moment, just making sure that's obvious and apparent to everybody. Yeah, man. Awesome. All right. We are almost officially out of time. I got to get in two more things with you. Number one, mm -hmm. if you could go back, tell younger Eli anything um, along your journey in this world of, of health, wellness, and fitness, what stands out the most for you? Um, get really good at talking to people. Important skill. And here yes. we are. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. And that, that kind of, that lends into a lot of other things, but yeah, I think that's keeping it simple. There is great. The other one, this is going to be the easiest question I ask you here. If anybody out there is listening, they want to find you, they want to find unbroken. Where are you in the, in the digital universe? How do they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can check out our Instagram page at unbroken CrossFit underscore. I think it's our zip code eight zero one two two or two zero. I'm like the zip code north of it, so I'm not entirely sure. Anyways, Adam Broken CrossFit underscore, that'll probably pop up for you. Uh, I also have a training YouTube page, so if you want to check out Saw Everything Training, one word. Um, got like eight or nine videos up at the moment, but I'll definitely be adding in weekly. Um, and it's just class coverage, so client showcase. It covers some of my training, and then it's me talking a little bit about more program design, so the nerdy side of training. Um, besides that, you could check out, we have a public and a private Facebook group. So if you search unbroken, uh, CrossFit on Facebook, you'll probably see us as well. Um, but yeah, that covers our general gist. And Hey, if you're in Colorado or Centennial area, Centennial area, we'd love to have you. So feel free to drop by consultations are always free and happy to share a free week with anybody. And if anybody has no idea what Centennial is, it's Southern suburban or suburb of Denver, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. And I double checked just in case somebody else doesn't want to Google it. Unbroken underscore CrossFit 80122 on Instagram. Thank so you, sir. One, one more place to find it. Eli, it's been a pleasure having you. Um, 
I still have a ton of things on my list that we didn't cover. So hopefully we can get you back for follow-up one yeah. of these days. But in the meantime, I wish you continued success and I appreciate you being here, sir. Absolutely, Dom. I really appreciate your time. It was great. It, it's been fantastic for sure. Uh, as far as everybody out there listening, we appreciate you too. Thanks for spending some of your day with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Heather from Raise the Bar Fitness in Gerald, Texas. What's up, Heather? How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, enjoying this crazy spring weather, weather here in Texas, but it's just like <laughs> any other day. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. All right. So, Let's waste no time here getting into the details. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to own your own gym? That is such a crazy loaded question. And I think that if you would have told me this is where I would be 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, I might have laughed. Um, my true professional background was in social work. So um, I did victim services for 16 years. Um, I saw a lot of crisis. I was able to work with a lot of people in different situations from uh, people with dementia to a sexual assault victim to working with people that were facing some type of, of death in their family. So my, my true professional life for about 16 years was working with victims of crime and being in that life. Um, I unfortunately became um, a parent of a child with a terminal illness. And my daughter um, ended up needing my time more than what I could give in the work environment. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I think sometimes I, I talked with one of your staff before, sometimes people push in situations where life gets really, really hard and we keep trying to make it work. And then finally, like the hammer comes down and life goes, I really need you to be in a different place. And so when my daughter became terminal, I had to leave the world of working in a social service and really devote my time to her and live in the moment with her. And um, after she passed away, we kind of lose the connection of who we are. Um, what makes us happy? Um, what gives us life again? And, you know, I've been an athlete since I was four, I'm 45. And sports have always been my go-to on mental health, feeling better about myself, kind of recalibrating. Recal um, also being around people that are like-minded and that can kind of boost you up. Mm -hmm. And 
just so happened I walked into a CrossFit gym um, here locally in our community and they kind of like weaned me back into life. And um, it was a very, it was what I needed in that time in my life to feel welcomed and to be missed and people hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. And I loved it so much that I ended up getting certified in it. Um, that led to some neighbors of mine wanting to be trained. And so I live in adjacent town smaller than this and um, started training a couple people out of my home. And those two people turned into 10 and those 10 people turned into 35. So when we talk about, sometimes we have this idea of who we're going to be when we grow up, mm-hmm. um, we kind of get steered in different directions. And I think that if you can look at life as a learning opportunity, no matter what you're doing, and you can grasp the people that you meet, the life circumstances, the opportunities, where we think that sometimes, why did something happen to me rather than for me? We can grow from those things and really become a stronger, better person, not only for ourselves, but the people that are around us. Mm-hmm. So when you ask me, how did I get in this position? It wasn't a choice I feel like that I made. I think it was like a universal, hey, we're going to take all these years of working with people and we're going to put you in a situation where you can embrace everything that you've learned as an athlete um, from as a kid through college when, when I played ball, volleyball, um, using those things and those techniques of discipline, structure, accountability, um, somebody knowing that you care about them, um, addressing not only their physical needs, but also addressing their mental health needs as well. So that little gym was called Bar Boot Camp, and we just did group classes. And mm-hmm. that's what um, good for me as a mom, um, because I had two other children at the time. Um, and what I could accommodate in my life schedule was actually having people come in and do a group strength class. Um, doing one-to-ones was too hard because I had littles. And so when we outgrew that facility, so we started in 2014, um, the adjacent community that I'm in now, so Gerald, Texas came to me and asked, hey, can you bring what you have into our city? And so in 2017, we moved and we went from having a thousand square foot little workshop space um, at my home to a 4,000 square foot space. Um, and then we have moved again. And now we have 10,000 square feet that I feel like that wow. we've already, we moved here in October. Um, so the growth has been um, exponentially like out of the realm of what I would thought we were going to be. Mm-hmm. And not only when it comes to clients, but when it comes to staff. So that's how I got started. And I just, I live the path of whatever's laid before me is the direction that I need to go in. And I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have some great peers that, that um, I can turn to other big gyms. Um, and I have some great employees that are open, honest, and give me great direction. Mm-hmm. And we collectively see what does our community need and what can we provide? Wow. I love that. So it's almost like, like this was something that you were always meant to do, you know, and it's like one thing kind of led to another and led you here in kind of a a crazy, crazy way. So, wow, that's amazing. And I'm sure that this is something that's so fulfilling for you now because of, you know, a lot of times when people get into the fitness industry, it comes from some type of experience that they had themselves, you know, and, and what it did for you and kind of bringing you back to life, uh, after, after, you know, your experience and what you went through. And I'm sure that it's very fulfilling for you to be able to share that with other people. I think you become, um, more aware of that. Everybody, I, I, this is what I tell clients. I was like, we all come to the gym with a backpack, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're all something, 
So we can never assume that because someone looks a certain way or maybe they look fit now, but we don't know what their story was before that. Um, right. Their story is like at home. We don't know what their story is like when they come from work. So there, there just needs to be this, this clean slate of, we don't make assumptions. And I, I think when we are able to experience life, we're much more willing to understand other people and that, yes, the gym is a phenomenal, healthy place to be, but there's also other, I would say, demons that may be following them, or maybe they're not. Maybe the gym has always been a great place and they don't have any life turmoil. Mm-hmm. And so fulfilling, also focusing on you know, their nutritional health, their muscularity, their physique, or what do they want to do with that? Um, you're right. I was... I. I will say that I was led to be in this position. Um, I have been an athlete my entire life. I've always been in the gym. I've always turned to fitness um, as my, that's my thing. Um, So I I feel like being able to couple experience of working with people in different situations, different economical um, situations, different biopsychosocial issues, um, and then being able to address them as a coach, trainer, and gym owner um, you're able to have a great relationship with a client and understanding what's going to make them tick, what's going to keep them accountable and what's going to keep them here rather than it being a quick turnover that we're actually assessing the person as a person and rather than just a name and wh- how much they pay me per month. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. It's a, a whole other level of service. And right. now how many people or how many members rather are you currently serving at the facility? So we have 326 active members. Um, I will tell you that in October, when we moved to this facility in 2001, we had 155. So we've almost doubled in size since October. Mm-hmm. With size growth comes a lot of growth pains in a good and in a bad way. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes not having growth is scary and can be painful. Um, also growing very quickly and rapidly as my um, financial advisor would say, uh, <laughs> created its own areas of how do we get through this part and accommodate cleaning, front desk staff, coaching, staff meetings, more training. Like there's that whole realm of financial investment you have to make when you grow that fast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's almost like, um you know, making sure that you've got the right systems in place so that everything functions properly as you scale. And when it does happen right. fast, sometimes it's like a little bit overwhelming. It takes you a little bit to figure out the right systems to put in place to make sure that everything runs like a well-oiled machine. Right. You know, we so, kind of, we kind of mentioned ahead. before, I'm sorry, we kind of mentioned before, like a business aspect, you know, I'm a social worker. I'm not a business person. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I had to learn the hard way, the wrong way, and then learn the right way. Um, and when it was in my home, I had no overhead. I had nobody else but myself. Um, I didn't have a lot of things that we have in place now. We have 22 employees um, between contracts and actual gym employees. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that I finally had to come to terms with and say, I can't invest any more time in trying to learn this and then failing. I might as well, I need to just go ahead and financially invest in someone that's going to do it right and cost me less money in the long run, because then I'm not going to make, you know, a tax issue that's wrong, or I'm not going to pay somebody wrong, or I'm not going to have the right insurance to cover my gym and liability. So the hardest thing that I've had to do was not be stubborn um, 
and actually find the people that can help me grow and that I trust in to get me to the next level. And that's really hard because I'm a power person mm-hmm. and I like things in my umbrella. And I like to know how much I'm making every day. Where does my bank account sit? Where's everything all the time? And it was really hard to let somebody in your bank account. And it was really hard to let somebody talk to your CPA every day and be in charge of things. Um, so that's been a very humbling experience, but the, the, the most rewarding for us as a business to have a marketing director, an HR director, a financial advisor, a CPA, you know, a gym manager, having those people in place to let me do a better job, but also bring the gym to a different level than what I could have even imagined at this point. Right. Absolutely. And those, it's, it's such an important point that you make there, you know, delegating tasks can be one of the most challenging things as a business owner, because, you know, you like to have control over every aspect and, you know, you like to have your hand on, on the pulse of every aspect (laughs) of the business. And it's really hard to step back and allow somebody else to step in and take over certain things. But, you know, it is a really good point that, you know, people specialize in certain areas for a reason, right? And a lot of times gym owners end up spending time and spending money trying things and testing things and making mistakes rather than just paying somebody who specializes in that area to take care of things because it's hard, hard to let go and trust other people in your business, in your bank account, in, you know, those are, it's tough to let people into those areas. Um, but you know, once you do and you kind of buy back some of your time, that's one of the things. Um, but definitely do. You definitely do. But also, you know, you save time and you save money in the long run. You know, it's hard to pay somebody initially, uh, especially in the beginning, you know, when you're not really sure, but in the long run, it saves a lot of time. Um, you know, they always say education costs money and it's true. You know, the things that you learn along the way end up costing you more than if you were to just invest in somebody helping you out, uh, initially. So a lot of people kind of get caught up in that and it's, it's hard. It's one of the things that I tell people all the time is just, you know, get out of your own way. It's like a lot of times so many gym owners stand in their own way because whether it be they don't want to let go of control or they think they know better or they think they can figure it out on their own and, you know, and then they spend time, they spend money, they spend years trying to figure it out when, you know, you could have just paid somebody in the beginning that could have got you there a lot faster with a lot less headaches and a lot less money, you know, so. Agreed. Yeah, that's, that's something that a lot of gym owners go through, but I'm glad that you have, um, you know, gotten to the point where you have people to help you out. So I definitely uh, went through it. Yes, yes, I did. Absolutely. All right. Uh, So now one thing I always love to ask about are uh, key challenges or bottlenecks within the business. So are there any key challenges or bottlenecks that you're currently facing within the business right now? And if so, how are you kind of remedying them? Um, I would say right now at this moment, um, we are growing so fast that we've only been in this facility for six months and we have a five-year lease and I could probably already obtain another 10,000 square feet. Um, so that, that to me is probably where we start trying to think outside the box on what we can do to serve our clients better, have them all in here 
being able to use equipment and not get bogged down. Um, we have that component of the gym. We also have our online businesses growing exponentially. We have a strongman, you know, team that's growing, that's getting a lot of social interaction and seeing um, our youth strength program is growing. So now we're to the point that our facility, even with the amount of space that we have in the different multi-purpose rooms, we're getting to the point of out, outgrowing what we can doing. So now it's like more outside things or sharing more space. So for us, that's probably our biggest thing right now. Okay. All right. So, um, you know, it's like you're, you're reaching that next level of growth so fast. It's like you're already kind of looking to take the next step, right? And expand, whether that be more space or higher levels of service or something within the business to kind of keep things going. Right. And then I will say on a financial point, with that growth becomes more staff hours. And that's yes. when we talk about, you have to spend, you have to, we have to spend more money. So then that, that growth requires more. So we have, even when it comes to toilet paper, like I have to worry yes. about that business owner. Like we run out of toilet paper so fast. That's yes. another expense. Hand soap, you know, have more staff to hours. Like we're a 24 hour facility, but I only have staff here from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Well, we're also an open air gym. So we're in Texas, it gets hot. Um, our peak hours, you know, can happen really early, but our peak hours now can be from seven until 11 o'clock at night. So now it's hiring additional staff to keep doors open and things like that for, for our community, because it, you know, there's a lot of people coming. So for us, it's the management of, I have this much money I can spend per month and I have 25% of my, you know, income is only spent on staff. Who is going to be that one that's going to have to sacrifice? And that usually that sacrifice is me. So because I don't, I don't need to get paid. So to stretch hours, you know, maybe I'm covering the front desk for a few, or maybe I'm covering a class and not getting paid so that I can pay somebody else to do something else. So I will say as a business owner and a gym owner, you have to be willing to sacrifice a lot and not get compensated financially or monetarily, but you're going to get compensated in the long run and down the line because you took a sacrifice for your gym or for a staff member. So growth and then the financial balance of staying within my percentages of what I'm allowed to spend on each part of our services. Okay, so I mean, as you grow, what is it that you need for things to make sense? You know, financially, is it, do you need more memberships? Do you need uh, other services that you're going to provide to the clients that you already have to generate a little more per client? Or um, is there like a certain number goal that you have in mind that you need for things to be comfortable and not really have to worry about those additional staff hours and still pay yourself? Um, what, what is that level that you need to reach there? So when we talk about like um, job role delegations, um, we have a marketing person. Um, something that we're bringing on board is more somebody that focuses more on the social media aspect of like Instagram and better marketing um, plans, not just let's just do a post, but actually we're going to sit down and brainstorm and what does our month long social media plan look like on what we're trying to target. So to answer the question, a couple of different dynamics is growth is happening very fast. And what we also have to do is we talk about keeping that number of financials up is having this marketing person focus on the programs that don't cost me more money to run. 
So like the group strength class, I hire a coach for that hour. It doesn't cost me any more if there's five people in there or if there's 10 people in there, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And the kickboxing class, it doesn't cost me any more to have more students. So the goal at this point is to target the classes that have a trainer or coach or an instructor that's leading them and having those get fulfilled more like the camp that's coming up in summer, the kids youth class. So it's great that I have gym, you know, general pop people that come in, but there's also the additional expense of the cleaning things, the towels, the toilet paper, like I get it. But like, um, if I can fill my classes more, um, then that saves me money and makes me more money. So it's finding the dynamic in the gym where I can make more bang for my buck without having to invest more in that, if that makes sense. So Again, hiring the right people to focus on where where I need money to be spent is is going to be helping us when we roll out this on May the 1st on really targeting the programs. Um, also streamline when we talk about it costs me more money to do a task than hire someone. So streamlining just somebody's ability to uh, fill out a nutrition consult form or I want to do a do, do competition prep with you or I just want to be a transformation client rather than having to email them a lot of the questions, having forms that they can just drop in and just fill those things out. So learning to streamline a whole lot better because I'm not a social media person. I'm not those people. I know how to write programs. I know how to be a macro coach. I know how to motivate you. Mm -hmm. But investments of those people right now have cost me more money so that then in May and June, I'm going to start reaping the benefits of the actual financial investment on what they're doing for me. Right. Okay. I hope that makes sense. Like we're in this limbo thing of we have growth, we have spaces to grow. We're also getting very full when it comes to gym pop in the general, like 24 hour fitness part of my gym. Right. Okay. So it's more so a focus on kind of filling out your group classes where there's room because that right. doesn't require you to hire anyone else or pay anything additionally. That's just pure profit right. at that point. That's your profit. Right. right. Got it. Okay. Um, and as far as other services, so it sounds like you also offer other services to the clients that are already in the facility because there are multiple right. ways to grow. You know, we can get more clients, right. we can get our clients to pay more, we can keep them longer, much right. cheaper to keep a client than it is to acquire a new one. Um, right. So multiple ways to go about that there. But so are you also providing nutrition coaching accountability things of that nature for a higher level of service and therefore right. additional revenue as well right right so um you know when you when covid hit things change and it wasn't for the bad for us mm -hmm. um, when covid hit i already was providing some personal like virtual training or write up a, a training program for someone that maybe couldn't make it to class but they still wanted to be able to um have a program when COVID hit, we pretty much checked out every single piece of equipment in my gym um, to everybody that could load it in their car. And then everybody became an online client. So we started utilizing Trainerize. Um, and then that extension continued on for us. So ways that we make money are not only in the gym, but myself and I have two trainers that work for me where we are doing contest prep. We're doing nutrition coaching, we're doing accountability, we're doing life coaching, um, where we're providing that training aspect and the nutrition component on however they, you know, need to use that. I will say, you know, if you're a, 
a gym owner or a trainer and it's just you working, find some other trainers that work underneath you and keep a percentage that you're always going to cap out at a percentage of, if it's like a finder's fee, but it's passive income. Find ways that are passive income for you, like renting out a space. But, you know, yes, we, we to answer your question, we provide different services so that I'm not always counting on gym population or I'm not always counting on what's going on with the group classes, but I myself individually could make additional income or because I'm a gym owner in times where we're like teeter totting, are we red? Are we black? Are we red? Are we black? You know, when it comes to the monthly where mm-hmm. what I'm bringing in always save the gym. If, if we ever got into that position where that additional online stuff could, could, could keep us from being in a bad situation. Right. Okay. And then along those same kind of lines, as far as like passive income goes, are you also offering, um, supplementation to the clients that you have supplements within the facility, um, any type of product other than supplements that you're selling to generate more revenue as well? Yeah. So one of our clients, her brother owns Glaxon. So we carry Glaxon supplements in our gym. Mm -hmm. Um, we also have what we call them protein balls. Um, so one of my friends owns a gym. She makes a macro friendly, it's like a cookie dough, but made with isolate protein. So we get those at a certain price and we sell those at a certain price. So we know the macros, we know the ingredients, we sell those in gym, we sell 30 dozen of them every week. So mm-hmm. I already know income wise, what I'm going to make every week off of those protein balls. And then we talk about merchandise. Um, so we have merchandise as well. So having the passive income makes a huge difference. Um, we also have a multi-purpose room that's rented out to our community members. So like a cheer group, um, somebody that um, we have a batting cage also. So like baseball teams can come in and rent the room. They oh, can cool. use the batting cage. They can work. Um, we have some collegiate athletes that need to work on some specific training, but not in the gym, but in this multi-purpose room where they can mm-hmm. use the facility. Um, so we try to keep that room rented as well, because I don't really have to do anything with it. And I don't have to have a staff that does anything. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome that you have that space as well, you know, to kind of supplement things and uh, take some pressure off of overhead costs and whatnot. That's always good. All right. So now what is, I would love to ask about like a a unicorn goal. So like perfect world, big picture, where are you looking to take this thing? What is the goal overall? So, so I will, I will say before I answer that it is really important as a gym owner to understand your community, where your community growth is, and we get what the economic development growth is going on in your community. Um, so I am very self-involved with my community. So I sit on several of the different boards within the school. Um, I involve myself with the economic development board. Um, I talk, or I'm on the board for the facilities community or the facilities planning committee board for the school. So I have a long-term goal it's gonna be very impossible for me to make that goal if I'm not involving myself with how fast is our community growing? Where are they gonna have developments? Um, who could maybe set aside 10 acres for me that's buying hundred you know, or 200 acres at points? So know what's going on in your community before you decide to make any big changes when it comes to growth or building a building. Um, one for infrastructure or just traffic, but like my goal, already is working with the city on trying to build a like a recreational center. So like I'm very big into supporting our baseball teams and our high schools. We we do annual donation donations every year. I'm very big into making sure our youth 
is learning how to lift properly, where we go and donate our time every summer to a lifting program. Mm -hmm. So we, we have, we have included with them and what is going on. So for me to have like a baseball field, a sand volleyball court, um, having some batting cages where the, maybe the kids that don't have the opportunity to go to one of our bigger city outlining cities or to have transportation can come to us and do their studying, play their sports, go do their weight training, meet with the strongman coach, do some power lifting, um, a, a central unit, unit of place where youth can come and our community can come as well. So um, that would be my ultimate goal. I know I will get there. It's mm -hmm. just a matter of and opportunity, but I know I will get there because I'm not gonna stop until I get there. Um, and I have an amazing team that's gonna make sure that I, I ensure to get to that point. Right. And that's another thing. We talk about, you can, you can dream things as a one person, but sometimes when things get hard, maybe that accountability might fall short or uh, you, you might take, take money from this pot to pay this pot. When if you had somebody saying, you can't do that, you have to cut cost. Mm -hmm. um, you know. I'm Heather. I have another Heather. I'm H1. She's H2. If I didn't have H2 in my life, um, really controlling what we are doing, there's no way that I know that we would be where I need to be. So like, we're already looking at land purchasing. We've only been here six months, but wow. we have at least years. You have to progressively grow. You need to have, you know, an action plan. You need to have a purpose. Um, and you need to have people that are not going to just agree with you all the time. They're actually going to push you out of mm -hmm. comfort points and really make you get there. So if you don't have those people as a gym owner or as a person um, in your own individual life, it's really important to surround yourself with people that you can look up to that take you out of comfort, that make you kind of anxious because then you're going to be learning. Right. Yes, absolutely. Super important to push yourself out of that comfort zone, because that is when you grow and when you learn. And most people don't just because, you know, it is uncomfortable. It does make you anxious. Yeah. And a lot of people are just more comfortable staying where they are uh, and not getting to that next level. So it sounds like you've got a lot of plans for the future and really exciting things. And uh, it sounds like you want it to be almost like a, a community center, like a larger right. thing that kind of, um, puts a whole, a whole different spin on things and offers more than, you know, just a gym. It's also a place right. for people to come in and do more. And especially kids, it sounds like it's very much so will be catered toward the youth. It is. We, you know, it's, it's hard to explain what our community is. And, and I think that every gym feels like they do something different and, and, mm -hmm. What's hard about that is capitalizing and showing your community what it is that you do differently. Yeah. And I say this and it's kind of in a joking way, but it's a very serious way of saying it. It's kind of like when you're watching the movie Rudolph and they all go to the lands of the misfits and the misfits are all special, unique, um, where I will say that we have created our gym to be a comfortable place where you have the grandmother or the mother that just had a baby, or I've never lifted before in my life to the extreme of people that are competitive athletes where they all respect each other's differences mm -hmm. and have instilled in our clients to be respectful and honor those around them and treat people kindly where it doesn't matter what this person looks like because this person's not going to judge them or make them feel out of place. And those are things that I feel like we've brought into the gym 
um, my husband helps, my staff, everybody makes sure that those ethical boundaries and the morals that we have within, within the gym are always upheld. So it's as simple as cleaning your machines. I have no problem reminding someone and they have no problem adhering to those. So we are a gym that's created an atmosphere where the normal everyday person can come in here and get elite training at a reasonable price. We those people that can't afford to drive 25 minutes into the bigger city to hire a personal trainer at a high rate, you know, for an hour, they can come to my strength class and actually get good instruction, get modifications, get mobility. Um, if they're post-surgery or post-rehab or they're just need mobility issues, something can always be modified for them and they're not going to be made to feel different or out, um, you know, outcasted where we have really stapled that within our gym that everyone can come and you're not going to be made fun of and you're not gonna be made to feel out of place. Um, and so that's what I pride myself in is that we're giving top-notch quality training to everyone and it doesn't matter what you look like. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I love that. It's that higher level of service, but you know, it's for everybody. And I like that. And that's big as far as, you know, just building the community and, and making people feel comfortable. A lot of people are intimidated to walk into a gym as is. And that's why a lot of people just don't, you know, because right. there is a lot of that kind of judgmental stuff going right. on or that feeling at right. least, especially, you know, if it's something new, you're not comfortable, you don't really know what you're doing. And, and that's where I'm sure those classes really come into play, making people feel welcome and comfortable and showing them how to work right. out and, right. and helping them through the process. That's big. Right. We also like, you know, it, it's true. We, we, if I tell people you don't know how to lift, come to class because we use everything, all the machines and everything. It's a good introduction to being independent with inside the gym. Um, and then since day one, I've always offered a free week pass to our access to the gym. Kids want to go to kids class. People want to come to the adult classes. Um, I want people to know what they're investing in because it's investment of time, money, and energy. And also I, it's an investment of, I have this dream of how I'm going to look and fulfilled. I don't want there to be a disappointment of I I'm expecting to come in and get this, but I didn't get that. Or I'm expecting to get that, but wow, I got this. Like yes. there's, I only thought I was going to get this, but I got all of this in one place. Absolutely. Yes. Under promise over deliver. You know, right. a lot of, a lot of gyms are kind of the opposite over promising and under delivering. So right. that's how you separate yourself, providing yeah. that extra, extra level of service that maybe people don't initially expect, but it goes a long way. For sure. All right. Awesome. So now as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Um, we, had, we are at um, on IG, we're at RTV Fitness TX. And then on Facebook, we're at Raise the Bar Fitness. And uh, look for Gerald Texas because there's a few Raise the Bar Fitnesses. Um, so you'll just have to look for where we're located. But those are the two places you can find us. And they can always hop over and find me. I'm Heather Sconci 77 or on um, my Heather Sconci page, so. All right, perfect. So Heather from Raise the Bar Fitness in Gerald, Texas. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys as well. You do wonderful things. Absolutely. Thank you so much. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out.
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.